everyone. This is Sarah McFarland from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Sue Bodine from the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine, who recently joined us for the eighth webinar in the Science of Aging series, a joint webinar series brought to you by Inside Scientific and the American Physiological Society. Sue's presentation gave an overview of potential mechanisms regulating the loss of muscle mass during aging, with a particular emphasis on the role of denervation and reinnervation. Let's dive in. Okay, Sue, first question for you. This person has asked, your experiments were done in 28-month-old FBN rats. Have you studied earlier ages? Yes. So in the Fisher-Brown Norway rats, we have looked at an earlier age of um, 24 months. And at 24 months, we see complete recovery following the unloading. We've also looked at a different strain of rat, the Fisher 344, that has a, a shorter lifespan. And we looked at 24 months, which we thought were was a comparable time uh, age as far as their life expectancy. And what we saw there was a delay in recovery at seven days, but by 14 days, they were fully recovered. So, and there were significant differences between the Fisher 344s and the Fisher Brown Norway, especially in the response to some of the, the gene profile we saw with the neuromuscular junction. So we think there's that the, the earlier ages, that it, the difference between the Fisher 344 and the Fisher Brown Norway has to do with one um, the age, the 24 months is still young enough and that there haven't been significant changes at the neuromuscular junction or inact, which I say inactivity or denervation is not as big of a problem at that age as it is at the older ages. Okay, great. Our next question here is, you showed that force improved after 28 days of recovery. Were there improvements at the neuromuscular junction? So yeah, so we did do the follow-up experiment at 28 days and saw that the force and mass was starting to recover. It wasn't completely recovered, but what we did see, we looked specifically at some of these neuromuscular junction markers, the gene expression. And what, what we did see is that by 28 days, many of these genes that were elevated at Immediately post-recovery, the neuromuscular junction and inactivity genes had been downregulated. We're back down to baseline by 28 days. So we suspect that the improvement in force was related to either stabilizing the neuromuscular junction or if there had been denervation, there was reinnervation of those junctions. So we haven't done any further follow-up, but it's, it's something that we're very interested in. Great cool future direction. The next question here is, are there changes in fiber type or number normalized to body weight and or BMI? So the fiber type data I showed, we didn't normalize those data to body weight or BMI. The way the fiber type was assessed is we took multiple regions within the muscle, so up to six, and the same regions in the young and the old in the particular muscles, and then calculated the fiber type based on the myosin heavy chain expression. And we didn't count fiber numbers, so we don't know if there was a, a decrease in fiber numbers at that time. Thank you. 
Okay. We've got another question here. Are there any NMJ structure changes compared between young and old rats? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. We it's we didn't do any any measurements of structural or look at the NMJ structure. It's something that we are proposing to do in follow-up experiments. I suspect there's a, a recent paper that came out looking at NMJ structure in young, well, that compared young and old, and there were after unloading, and there were significant differences. So I was really excited to see that paper. So I suspect that we would see differences at the neuromuscular junction in the young and old, but it's something we're very interested in following up on. Okay, great. Somebody here has asked, did you check the expression of any pro-inflammatory cytokines during unloading or reloading to compare between young and old animals? Yes. So we have looked at inflammatory markers, NF-kappa-B signaling and, and some other inflammatory markers. And we do see, these data haven't been published, but we do see elevated overall inflammatory markers in the old animals and especially and an increased activity, increased signaling within the NF-kappa-B signaling. So we, it's possible that inflammation is, is contributing to the lack of recovery. One of the things we've, we've noted and I pointed out is in the old animals upon reloading, there's this, this lack of edema at the at the initial stage and that actually may be and there have been people that have are looking at macrophage both pro pro-inflammatory and anti-inflammatory macrophages in these in following unloading and reloading and so there may be that that may play a role in in and contribute to the lack of recovery it's, it's something we're, we're very interested in again and and are looking into in in follow-up experiments. Awesome. All right. Our next question here is, you indicated that aging is associated with reduced proteasome activity. Have you measured other proteolytic pathways like lysosomal autophagy, calpanes, and do they follow the same pattern? Yes. So we, we did measure cathepsin L and we've measured autophagy. And actually, at baseline, autophagy was was elevated in these animals, in the old animals. What was interesting is that upon reloading, it didn't go up. So, uh, and, and proteasome activity was blunted in the old animals, whereas in the young animals, proteasome activity was elevated even upon reloading during that restrict, during the recovery period. So autophagy was high, but it didn't increase any any further from baseline. And we also saw corresponding increases in cathepsin L. So one thought, one of our hypotheses is that during that reloading phase, when protein synthesis is high and it, it is high in the aging animals also, is that there's Im- an imbalance between synthesis and degradation. And so you, you get more, you, you, the, that synthesis is not keeping up or sorry, synthesis is overwhelming the degradation pathways and, and we're getting potentially either misfolded proteins, which are then not getting 
properly folded and or degraded. And so we're getting, and that's contributing to increased ER stretch stress, which we see significant increases in ER stress upon reloading. We do think there's a mismatch between synthesis and degradation during these reloading phases. Awesome. Great answer. Okay. Got another question here. We've got lots of questions, so I'm going to just keep going if you're okay with that. Um, this question is, <laughs> this question is, would you know if there's any association between changes in the extracellular matrix and the neuromuscular junction instability? Good question. Interesting question. I mean, we have looked at some extracellular markers and there are significant changes in the old animals relative to the young. And so that could contribute to changes in the extracellular matrix could contribute to uh, neuromuscular junction stability. So it's that's it's an interesting, interesting question. You should definitely look at that. <laughs> Thank you. Great. There is another question here. Do you think in an older population that has been continuously exercising for much of their lives that they may be protected from immobilization-induced atrophy or perhaps recover more quickly, similar to a younger individual? Short answer is yes. I, I think whether they may, may or may not be protected against atrophy, because even the young animals that are healthy atrophy, but and active, but and, and young and even young humans, but I think that they may have better recovery. And I mean, so the the question of is experiment that we've been interested in in pursuing is is you know, exercising, putting rats on an exercise program, a chronic exercise program at, at an older age, and then doing the unloading and reloading and see, seeing if they have enhanced recovery. But it's a good question, and I suspect that they do recover better. Okay, great. Another question here. Did your gene data show any large changes in mitochondrial gene expression with reloading in aged animals? Yes. So mitochondrial genes went up. So, you know, they, they decrease with unloading and increase in with reloading. We haven't done a, I haven't looked to see if they go up comparably, but, but yes, they, they do increase upon reloading. Okay. Another question here is, have you looked at whether changes in my, oh, sorry, that, oh no, changes in mitochondrial components and how they can contribute to the abnormal NMJ integrity? So yeah, we haven't done a extensive analysis of mitochondria components or function in these, these animals. You know, it's possible that, you know, that there is an energetic imbalance in these older animals. And I mean, we see this high level of protein synthesis, which we didn't expect. Our initial hypothesis was that protein synthesis was going to be down in these older rats. But one of the, one of the things you see in the older rats is even at baseline, they have elevated protein synthesis. And so upon recovery, protein synthesis increases, but it never, it, it, the differential between baseline and recovery is not as great as you see in the young. So there still could be a problem with protein synthesis. And, and it may be that these animals do have some type of um, energetic stress. Okay. Another question here. Your experiments were done in male rats. Do older females have the same attenuated growth response? Yeah, so we've been interested in that question. Initially, 
So our, our initial experiments were in the Fisher Brown Norway strain that we received from the NIA's rodent colony. And unfortunately, we couldn't get the older females in that strain. So we did do some experiments in the Fisher 344s in both males and females. And, and initially, we did the females, but because the Fisher 344 has a shorter lifespan, we couldn't go out that long. So we, we took a, we did 24 months, which we thought was equivalent to 28 months in the Fisher Brown Norways. And we saw that the females had full recovery. And that's when we, so then we thought, oh, maybe there was a male female difference. And that's when we did the males in the Fisher 344s and saw that they also had full recovery. So we think it's a strain difference and not necessarily a gender difference. So we would like to do, now that the NIA rodent colony has the older Fisher Brown Norway's females, we'd like to, we're proposing to do some of the experiments in the females at an older age. Okay, great future direction there. All right, this next question is, are there any changes in blood flow to hind limb muscles in the unloading model? So we didn't measure blood flow. I know I'm sure this data is out there in this model. I suspect that there is some decrease in blood flow, but the limbs are still active in this model. So they, the muscles, the animals still kick their limbs and, and the muscles are still contracting. So it's not complete inactivity. So blood flow may be reduced. I suspect it's reduced relative to if these animals were full weight bearing and walking, but they do still actively contract the muscles when they're in that suspended, in the tail suspension. Okay, great. Our next question here is, aging is associated with chronic inflammation. Do you think that there is a change in inflammation markers with unloading and reloading in mice? Yes. I mean, we, we've done it in the rats. We, we do see elevated markers in the, in the older animals with inflammation. Okay. Another question here is, do you have any data on agrin expression? We do. It's, I know I looked at it. It's in, the, in our RNA-seq data. And I can't remember if it was up or down. I know agrin's associated with the neuromuscular junction, and we do see many like musk and other was elevated. So I, I can't remember what Agrin did. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. This person has asked, in your opinion, what is the most promising future direction in this type of research? Oh, well, I mean, I think there are many. I think trying to under, I mean, trying to understand what is inhibiting the recovery. I don't, I don't think this it has gotten enough attention. I think there's definitely, I think the, the what's happening at the neuromuscular junction and activation of muscle is, is definitely an area that's getting more attention. And I think there's considerable data now, both in animal models and humans, that this is a problem. So I think this is a very promising area. I still, I think there's a lot to look at with respect to proteostasis and, and the balance between synthesis and degradation. I think one of the things we don't know is even though synthesis is up in these animals is what are the specific proteins that are being synthesized? So it, it may not be the correct ones. And I, 
I do think even though proteins may be synthesized, they may not be folded properly and the just the um, building back of the myofilaments may be impaired. So the proteins may be there, but then putting them you know, back into the reconstructing the sarcomeres and the myofilaments and the myofibers may be impaired. So I think looking at that more closely is, is definitely an area that hasn't, I don't think, has gotten a lot of attention. Okay, fantastic. With regard to the gene expression aspect of your work, have you or do you plan to investigate the role of epigenetic modifications on gene expression? We are collaborating with a group in Norway and and looking at epigenetic changes with aging and recovery. So it is something we are interested in and and definitely collaborating with or have a collaboration um, with Adam Sharpless in, in in Norway. It's an interesting area to pursue. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune in to future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe. 